world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, we're getting close to that date. You said, what date, Coach? Sometimes the anniversary. You said, oh, Roe versus Wade. Is that what you're about? January 22nd, 1973? No, no, no. January 23rd, 1963, the death of my grandma. No, one. she had a heart attack, by the way, and dropped over. Nobody, that was one of the saddest moments of my life, January 23rd, 1963. But no, not talking about that one. I'm talking about January 25th. January, no, well, Michelle's birthday is January 28th, so it's not that one. But January 25th will be the sixth anniversary. Happy birthday, Michelle. Yeah, happy oh. sixth anniversary. Now, is anybody out there doing, uh, well, I can't even remember what my life was like before I did this show. And over, over the six years that we're coming up on, I really, I don't know how many I've, I don't know how many I've missed. I've had guys sit in for me and, uh, that actually missed. So somebody do some quick math out there. What's six years worth of five days a week? Uh, don't include weekends. Uh, that's a that's a bunch. It's a bunch of them. And you have to admit this, even though sometimes we double back and talk about the same thing, we keep our shows pretty fresh, don't we? Pretty fresh. And I, I got to, I have got to thank all you guys for the personal 1,560. Is that right, Steve? 1,560. Holy smokes. Uh, you guys have, you guys have kept me on my toes. Uh, 312 weeks, Betty. That's right. 312 weeks, five days a week, excluding weekends. Now I threw a couple weekends in there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You guys have kept me on my toes. Cause, uh, when I say something, you guys don't see my emails. When I say something, I get, I get a lot of questions. I have a lot of people who email me and say, oh, yeah, what about this? And so I can't just come over and blab them and grab them and move on. You guys are doing a great job. But I'd have to say that all of us, my goodness, the spiritual growth that's taking place inside of me, dealing all these issues, seeing the scriptures really, really begin to come to life in a lot of different ways and trying to discern the good from the evil and trying to separate the truth from fiction for six years, every day is really, really, really sharpened me. Really is, and the, the crazy thing is, I don't even care about stuff I used to care about. I'll, I'll turn on the Browns every once in a while. I'll turn on the Buckeyes, maybe. I'm, I maybe. I don't. I don't build my life around football games anymore. I don't build my life around sporting events anymore. I'd be just as content sitting in my house, reading uh, a, a good writing or. Uh, studying a YouTube video, doing chat. Anybody else with me? It's been it's it's been amazing. And the Bible says Amen. where your where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah. And uh, my uh, my commitment in my life has so changed from the trivial things that I used to do. And I want to tip my cap, thank all you guys for keeping keeping me on my toes, 
and uh, here we are, six years. What number was that again, Steve Deck? You put it up, and now I'll come back. A bunch of them, right? Fifteen hundred shows. My goodness! And I just found out, uh, Kevin, before we went on the air, said that Doug Hagman shows in the top fifty in America. Hey, Doug, you won't believe this. I just did research yesterday. I am number one in Hebron, Ohio. Number one prop podcast in Hebron, Ohio, Buckeye Lake, Ohio as well, and I believe Thornville, although they're still going door-to-door to check and see. But I, I think – now, wait a minute. Number one, local. Now, I'm not saying that some aren't watching Joe Rogan and some of these guys. They may be watching that. But as far as local, right, I'm, I'm number one. I'm number one. So I don't, know, I don't know where that came from. I'm kind of a lighthearted mood this morning, although I shouldn't be in a lighthearted mood because it really isn't a whole lot to be lighthearted about. I want to say, hey, pull up there, Tracy. Pull that thing up here. It says Jeremiah on it. Tracy sent this to us yesterday, and I hope we can get it to play, Spencer. I don't know if you, you're a magician there. You'll figure it out. This is a video from, from uh, Tracy's grandson, Jeremiah. I wish I could make it bigger. But Tracy, is there a story behind this? What, what was he saying to everybody, Tracy? Well, I have a lot of people that um, were we're at Clay's event in Tennessee that's always asking about Jeremiah. And yeah, he, he wanted got to just give there, a little right? message. Jeremiah yes, got baptized, he got baptized there. there. And so Jeremiah wanted to give a little 13-second message. So here's from Jeremiah. Go. Hello, everyone. I want to thank you all for asking about me, especially Brett and Mark. I'm doing fantastic. I can't wait to see you all. I don't know what happened to Sabbath. He's doing fantastic. He appreciates yeah, everybody. Horrible. Everybody yeah, appreciates him. Standing under the American flag in the snow. That's Americana for you right there, baby. There you go. So Tracy, thanks. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, he has so, he's been all in since then. So <laughs> good, sweetheart. Let's try to keep him all in, right? Hey, pull up Mystery Vax there for me real quick, uh, Spence. I'm gonna open a I'm gonna open a huddle up early this morning, get let you guys get some. I'm going to ask you some questions. i got to share this with you. Uh, just a, a random email I got today that sometimes I like to pass pass them on to you. This has to do about the mystery vax. So Spence will get that thing lit up before. And wow, is that small? Okay, how about this one, folks? Think about this. Of all, among all the vaccines I've known in my whole life, Larry, you're, probably, you're one of the oldest guys in there probably, Larry. You've known diphtheria and tetanus and measles and rubella and chicken pox and hepatitis and meningitis and tuberculosis. By the way, because we remember all those, that's why people aren't afraid to take vaccines. You could almost trust the government back then, right? We almost could. They said, among all those, I want to also add flu and pneumonia. I've never seen a vaccine that forced me to wear a mask and maintain my social distance, even after you're fully vaccinated. I've never heard of a vaccine that spreads the virus even after the vaccination. I never heard of rewards or discounts or incentives to get vaccinated. I never saw discrimination for those who didn't. If you haven't been vaccinated, no one has tried to make you feel like a bad person. If you hadn't been vaccinated, no one would try to make you feel like a bad person. I've never seen a vaccine that threatens the relationships between family, colleagues, and friends. I've never seen a vaccine used to threaten livelihoods, work, or school. I've never seen a vaccine that would allow a 12-year-old to override parental consent. 
After all the vaccines I listed above, I've never seen a vaccine like this one, which discriminates, divides, and judges society as it is. And as the social fabric tightens, boy, it's a powerful vaccine. She does all these things except immunization. This vaccine does everything except immunize you. If we still need a booster dose after we all are fully vaccinated, and we still need to get a negative test after we are fully vaccinated, we still need to wear a mask after we are fully vaccinated, and still be hospitalized after we've been fully vaccinated, we'll likely come to, it's time for us to admit that we've been completely deceived. That's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much where it is. And, you know, I talk to smart people who admit that they got the vaccine and still getting sick. And you can't get them to say, you know, I said, did you, have you had a reoccurrence of polio? <laughs> have you had a reoccurrence of smallpox? Vaccines are supposed to keep you from getting it. Crazy times. Myra, come on in. Hold on. Good morning, Saints. How you all doing? Congratulations Good. on the show being open for so long. Yeah. Oh, that is so I'm so happy about that. Number one in Buckeye I, Lake. Number one in Buckeye Lake, Myra. Hey. Number one in Hebron. Hey. Oh, Psalm 33.6 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath, Ruach of his mouth, all the host. I'm just so grateful to Lord uh, to be in this show. And the ones that are attending the Sunday um, event in D.C., they can give me a call. Thank you. God bless you. All right, Myra. Myra's going to be in D.C. We're going to be in Kentucky. Chad's got a crowd going on this weekend. A lot of good stuff happening out there with the Salt and Light Brigade. And, again, honored to be part of it. Uh, uh, by the way, can I pat myself on the back? Of course, Coach, you always do. The dam's breaking, boys and girls. The dam is breaking. Now, what we're going to have to figure out, what's it going to look like when the flood hits? When people really begin to get what's going on. Be right with you, Paul. Uh, Boris Johnson up there from the Gateway Pundit. Boris Johnson scraps COVID mandates in England. You heard me right. The UK is the first domino to fall. No more vaccines. No more mandatory social distancing. No more masks. What he said, we will trust the judgment of the British people. The first domino has fallen, friends. It won't, it won't be the last. We are winning. They are losing. They cannot hide it. I got some more stuff to share with you. Go on in, Paul. No, I was just going to say, um, I was going to say that this morning. I saw that in England. But, you know, you talk about people that keep saying, you know, I, the vaccine, you know, I need the vac. you know, I don't know if you watch ESPN, but the, one of the biggest hosts on there, Stephen A. Smith, he got, va- he got vaccinated twice and he still got COVID. And he's still sitting up there talking about the vaccines helped me overcome COVID. It's unbelievable. Which is the stupidest thing in the world. But anyway, this just people are just, there's still going to be people out there still hold on to that narrative that just, I don't know. Maybe the vaccine's doing something in their brains. <laughs> well, I, you know, folks, well, that's what I wrote about today. A strong delusion. I'm going to get into that today. It's a strong delusion. Okay, Lord, I heard you, Lord. I'll get it. Scroll down just a little bit on this, Spence. Huh? Hey, uh, uh, I just saw somebody, something Dr. Paul said, false flag coming. You can buckle up on that one, boys and girls. There's a, they are in, boy, are they in, they're scrambling. There's something coming that's going to divert us. Uh, 
Fauci's look at Fauci. He warns us five stages of the pandemic. We're just in the first stage. <laughs> Bill Gates just said yesterday too. There's another one coming, and it's going to be worse. They're, they're telling us what's coming, folks. They're telling us. That's why continue, man. Listen, Michelle and I have stocked. We're stocking up. I don't know if you guys are. We're stocking up on vitamins and and uh, <coughs> NAC, and we're stocking up on. And you need to as well. Not for COVID. But what might come down the road after that? I'm just giving you some good advice there. Spend some money while you still have some. Uh, Jerry, come on in. I was just going to say, do you get the distinct feeling that it's all a ruse, that they take away the rules and then they release a real virus and they say, see, you know, we gave a little bit of power back to you and this happened. So we're back to stage one. Well, that, that would be it, wouldn't it? That's exactly it. They just keep, I, I think so. But you know what? Uh, the, the cat's out of the bag. The water's out, the milk's out of the, bo- out of the bottle. And uh, I think what we're beginning to see is a real organized pushback. We'll see how that thing's going to, see how that thing's going to work. A couple things I want to share with you today. Just local news. I just couldn't, I just couldn't resist it. Granville's new pastor. Folks, this is not a, folks, this is not a, what do they call that? caricature this is not this is not a what's that word they use doesn't matter united church of granville welcomes a new pastor now when i when that when they pulled out this is local this is this is where knuckleheads is this is where the knucklehead family remember them with the ice cream and not to wear a mask there and all the trouble this is the loony town they live in just it's 15 miles from here well they got a new pastor united church of granville welcomes their new pastors this Sunday, Reverend Alyssa Thompson. Listen to this resume. Hey, Larry, I want you to write time down the number of times they mention spiritual gifts here. Okay, Larry? Um, in her previous life, in her previous life, she was a practicing psychotherapist. There you are. There's your pastors, not today. She's a psychotherapist. Then Reverend Thompson is a graduate of Miami University and the University of Chicago Divinity School. Currently, she's pursuing a doctorate degree in ministry, exploring the intersection between psychology and Christian spirituality at Fordham. Oh, man. I mean, that's somewhere studying the, I think that's studying the Old Testament, right? The book of, uh, book of Judges, I think, I think that's what she's talking about. The United Church of Granville, formerly, formerly the First Baptist Church of Granville, was constituted by Granville's original settlers and was, whoa, lost me there. Spencer did something. Uh, and was instrumental in the founding of Granville Female Academy and subsequently Denison University. For many years, the congregation has been known for its outspoken support of those who are marginalized. Can anybody hear those buzzwords? And op- for opposition to violence in our community and the world. By the way, can somebody raise their hand and tell me where, what church they could go to that is for violence? Can somebody give me a, can somebody prom- tell me a church that promotes violence? Because I want you to know, this church, church doesn't. This church doesn't promote violence. They're against violence, right? Not only in the community, but in the world. So Thompson is the newest senior pastor of the church. And she's going to speak from the pulpit that has featured well-known diplomats and theologians, authors, and artists, as well as three U.S. presidents, and one Sunday actually invited the Holy Spirit. Church services are being offered simultaneously, in person, mask, and distance, and online. 
all welcome to joining and welcoming Reverend Thompson and, uh-oh, little buzzword, her family. Really? Why were my antenna up? Well, Spencer, let's click on our staff. I went to their website. Let's click on who? Oh, we are staff. Scroll down. Scroll down. Oh, there's pastor. What does it say about that? What does it say about her? Folks, I'm not making this up. I wish I could. Reverend Alyssa comes to us from Chicago area after serving as a co-interim pastor and healthcare, healthcare chaplain. She graduated her MDiv from the University of Divinity School. She's a proud alum of Miami University where she played college volleyball and graduated with a BA in psychology. Currently, she's pursuing a doctorate in ministry at Fordham, exploring the intersection of Christian spirituality and psychology. Alyssa is also a licensed psychotherapist. <laughs> I don't know if she has any New Testament or Old Testament training or not. I don't know. She lives in Newark with her wife. What? Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? She lives in Newark with her wife and their flock of furry and feathered friends. Are you kidding me? She'll be happy to talk sports, sneakers, and spirituality. And is always up for a good cup of coffee and great some great conversation. Please stop by anytime and say hello. Now, you can laugh all you want to, but I'm going to tell you something. She carries far more influence in that city than any of us do. I can promise you that. Folks, this is apostasy at its highest, right here in Granville, Ohio. Go knuckleheads. Go keep fighting there in Granville. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, uh, twice it was mentioned. Uh, Once there in her biography on her picture, uh, and then once, but you added that to the text of the first reading. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. So that's what we were talking about yesterday. Again, going back to that easy believism that, you know, you walk an aisle, say a prayer, everybody's a Christian. Everybody. And it's sad because they are Christians to the degree that they understand Christianity. They're not my, they're not Myra Schneider kind of Christians. I can promise you that. I promise you that. By the way, did anybody, can anybody tell me where opposition to homosexuality means you hate homosexuals? Can anybody tell me where, where you would find that? Hmm? No? Okay, I, I, didn't, I didn't think so. Didn't think so. Another good, good one to throw up here today. I got a good video to show you here in a minute. Life insurance. Folks, this is getting serious, serious stuff. This is a warning for all of you out there. Say, Coach, you haven't done much spiritual stuff. I'm going to get to it. Life insurance companies, listen now. I'm not going to read it. I'm just using the headlines for you. Life insurance companies are denying payments to people who have died from COVID vaccine. I'm sorry. People who die from COVID vaccine are being denied in life insurance payoffs. Does anybody know why? Anybody smarter than me know why that would be? How they're able to get away with it? Anybody? Because the floodgates are coming. Well, why are they able to get away They say it's suicide. It's well, because- we It's experimental. It's an experimental vaccine, and you chose to take it. Friends, you can laugh. How many people do you think this is going to impact? Have their life insurance policy 
and they're going to say they're going to find out here at some point. They're going to connect the dots and go say, yeah, that shot is what caused all these problems to happen. Therefore, you voluntarily took that shot. <laughs> you couldn't commit suicide and get life insurance. You're not going to be able to take that shot and get life insurance. Why? Because life insurance companies are going to go broke because young people are dying. Young people aren't supposed to die. See, life insurance bets you will live. You, when you get out life insurance, you're betting you'll die. They're betting you'll live. And people are going out and they're getting the vaccine and they're dying and the insurance companies are losing their, vet, their bets. Listen, you heard it here first. Rochelle, come on in, then Joe. Hey, good morning, team. Um, yeah, I heard about this story. I think it was from France where this first one came out. And I've also heard something even uh, just as bad that the companies who that are forcing you to get the vaccines also take out life insurance policies on you. Only the companies they don't get are paid. Ta- Michelle, that's right. They're taking it, folks. Uh, this is unbelievable. Only they don't give that to your family. Once you take the shot and say you perish, they, they've made money off you your whole life. Now they get to make money off of you for your death. Folks, don't miss what Rochelle's telling you. Insurance companies are finding out people who took the vaccine and they're taking out life insurance on those people. And when those people die, the life insurance company will collect the life insurance. You see it? It's not going to go to the person. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive. Good catch there, uh, Rochelle. Joe, come in. We have uh, two cases here in Columbia, South Carolina, exactly what Rochelle just said, that the companies are taking out insurance on on their uh, insurer or insurees. And uh, I got a questionnaire, my wife and I, with the Blue Cross Blue Shield Federal, if we have taken a shot. Huh, really? Wow. And we put no. Cross your fingers. <laughs> oh, I was going to get into that lion thing, too. That, that, was, that was a good one. Reggie, do you want to come in, Reg? I thought your hand was out. I miss it. Larry, whoever was up there. Okay. Remember yeah, I'm, up- I'm a bit confused. If life insurance companies aren't paying for COVID deaths, then what good does it do your employee employer to take out a life insurance policy if you, when you end up, I mean, for vaccination deaths, if you end up buying for if they're not going to get paid by the life insurance company, they just wasted their premium money. They don't know that yet, though. This is this is breaking this is breaking news, man. This is what's going on. This okay. is where it's going. It's voluntary. You didn't have to take it. You chose to take it. You chose to drink the beer. You chose to inject the cocaine. You chose to do it. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That's where they're going. Uh, Kevin. All right, I'm going to jump back to your uh, new church there that you got in your area with that uh, pastor. So it reminds me of, uh, if you go back and listen to Paul Harvey's If I Were the Devil, and he says, if I were the devil, I would replace gospel with new forms of psychology, and I would replace pastors with psychologists and psychoanalysts. And if you're going over her resume, that sounds pretty close to that. Do you, suppose, do you suppose she's a real deep Bible believer? Uh, now she, no. she may be able, to, folks. She may be able to analyze the Bible. Right. Well, does she a, have that dis, that discernment that we've been talking about? Does she have def, that? Definitely not a Bible follower. I'll say that. Yeah, a Bible twister maybe. I mean, I hate to, you know, I, yeah, yeah. The the experimental status of the vaccine 
negates the legal obligation to pay the insurance. The experimental, when you take an experimental vaccine, you're taking the risks that are inherent in it and the life insurance does not have to pay. That's your point, right, Jack? Yep, that's what they say. Better beware of that, folks. Better beware of it. Jeff Klein. Coach, out of the five months of school board meetings, about the second month, we had a couple ladies get up with masks on and speak, talking about how it's harmful. You know, if we don't mask these kids, we don't do this. We got to save the children, blah, blah, blah. And they said, we, we, they claimed we are doctors. So when they sat down, the people started just yelling out. You're what kind of doctor are you? They, we're a doctor of psychology. They all started screaming, "You're not a real doctor!" Oh my! They've never come back to the meetings after people shouting them. That's who they got in there. Well, not only that, Jeff, we we put the doc, we put doctors on a higher plane as well, right? We give doctors more respect than what they what they deserve. And now they're doing sure. all this. Now they're doing all this mental awareness stuff and. What's putting these kids in? You've seen the ones where they're doing the shaving cream on the desk and all this stupid stuff for their anger. It's like, it's crazy. It's psychobabble. That's why this pastor would be better off being in a child psychology class than she would be teaching them from the pulpit. Put up dangerous and dangerous and deadly. One more thing again. Then I've got, got something else I want to show you here this morning. By the way, tomorrow's show is probably going to be a little bit different. I think I might be doing some of it from the road. We'll see what's going on. I'm heading down to Kentucky. Folks, dangerous and deadly. Over a thousand scientific studies referencing injuries and deaths from COVID vaccines. Over a thousand. I'm not going to take you down through this. You can find this at at, uh, Lou Rockwell. Scroll down now. It says on this webpage, and it links you to it, you can find links to more than 1,000 scientific studies and articles discussing adverse reactions to COVID-19. All the studies have been authored by scientists, medical professions, and all of them have appeared in scientific and medical journals. Most of them have been peer-reviewed, and all of them present serious, present serious work by serious researchers. Some of, the most, some of the post-vaccine adverse reactions that these studies have described and found are, you ready? Fatal cerebral hemorrhage, venous thrombosis, immune thrombocytopenic, per, per, why the hell do they talk like that? That's, that's the devil right there, isn't it? Those words. Myocarditis, pericarditis. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. It's cytopenia. Whatever. Myocarditis, pericarditis. Myopericarditis. Death. (laughs) Death. I know that one. Guillain-Barre syndrome. Acute venomous venous thromboembolism. Lymphadenopathy. Acute thrombosis of the coronary tree, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, portal vein thrombosis, T-cell lymphoma, aphasia, anaphylaxis, cardiomyopathy, thrombophilia. This is only a partial list of the afflictions. And here are some of the titles of the studies all down through there. Hey, Doc Paul, what's going on? What's going on? being, Being a medical kind of guy, how can, how can they ignore this stuff? Do they, do they not know it? Are they not reading these things? What's going on? No, I think I explained it the other day. It's uh, They know it. And if you're talking about the doctors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they know it. Um, they choose to, um, to ignore it. It's kind of like when the banker goes to Jesus and 
Jesus offers him a place in heaven and he says, I got to keep my money and walk away. That's what it is. Mm. But you got to remember, they have kids. Uh, a lot of these folks, the hardworking folks. And um, I think they'll come around, but not all of them. Well, be a long time. Be a lot of dead people before they do, right? Hey, Spencer, this would be a good one to put in the chat because I think this is some, this is good stuff people can share with with others. So stick out in the chat for us real quick there. Come on in, Paul. Hey, Coach, you're reading those things. You're trying to pronounce them. That's like reading a food label. If you can't <laughs> pronounce it, then it ain't good for you. No need. <laughs> good point. Good point. Hey, by the way, I heard from the guy that we all been praying for. He had a, he had a better day yesterday, and they required uh, they demanded a uh, intravenous vitamin C. Uh, when I'd spoken to him last, that uh, hadn't gotten it yet, but they were pushing hard to get it. And his spirits were better. He was drinking some fluids, and uh, better. So, thanks for those of you. I haven't spoken to him this morning, so I don't know. But keep uh, keep him in your, in your prayer. Craig, come on. In. Hey, Coach, back in 1977, I was an advanced petroleum distribution expert. Woo. I pumped gas. I pumped gas. <laughs> you can make yourself sound like you want to be. That's right. That's right. Good, good, good word. You can, you can make, make up the term and then go be a pastor at a church. That's what you can do. Naomi. Well, something I'm not seeing be, be reported on these adverse reactions I know two women now who have been affected. They did not take the jab at all, but their um, their husbands did. And with intimate relation, they have now been infected. And um, we're not seeing those reports, though. Oh, uh, boy, 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 boy. Yep. Well, I, I, I worry more and more about uh, transmission and shedding. Got to be honest with you on that one. Think about it every day, every day. Jeff, Jeff, come in then, Paul. For the people, who, for the people who were praying for Dr. Laura yesterday with a detached retina, she got in at Canton. They're doing the surgery this morning on her eye, so she'll have to Thank wait till you. Monday. Thank you. Good. Paul Webb. Uh, yeah, Paul. Yes, no. Hey, just Coach, you know, earlier you are talking about, well, England was talking about the taking off the mandates. Well, they're – I don't know if you heard this or not, but there the um, red is a Red Cross, or we're saying that there's a shortage of blood. <laughs> and well, think yeah. about this: somebody that's vaccinated has a vaccine in them, and they give blood. That's right. And then somebody gets goes to the hospital that hasn't had the vaccine; they get the blood. Then they're getting affected by that. Yeah. So well, you're, you're, these, you're these can, idiots Paul, are, but they know what they're doing. You're a conspiracy theorist, Paul. That would never that would never happen. Dr. Paul. A pair of Paul's in the internet. Dr. Paul. Number one, they're not allowed to give blood after the vaccine. Mm, really? Like everybody know everybody knows what's going on but the people. <laughs> <laughs> so would that be one of the questions they would ask Paul? Have you been vaccinated? Would that be one of the questions? Oh yeah. And you would not be able to give blood for a certain amount. <laughs> so. Wow. That's gonna to lead to blood shortage for sure, isn't it? <clears throat> Hey, Spencer, pull up my real quick commentary today, News with Views. Uh, uh, what really happened? The, I told you this before. The guy who, uh, the editor, always changes the title. I hate it when he does it. Why are we content to be, believe lies? The title of this that Coach Dave put on, it's very short, by the way, was What Really Happened? That's the title of the, of the article. 
The world's under a strong delusion. At least that is what the Bible tells us. And with, it says in Second Thessalonians, which I'm going to get to in a second. And with all deceivableness, wow. With all deceit, folks, think, read the words and think. Paul was a master wordsmith, wasn't he? Wow. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness. What a, what a pair of words to put together. Deceivableness of unrighteousness, right? The lie of the sin. With all lies about sin in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth. Yeah, love the truth. By the way, it's a person. But they didn't receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause. What cause? Connecting. They didn't receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Because they didn't do that, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Now, somebody emailed me today and says, Coach, that's not true. God doesn't tempt anybody. Do you guys see temptation in here? Is God tempting anybody? He's sending strong delusion, and they have a choice as to whether they're going to believe it or they're not going to believe it. But because they've already rejected the truth, they are therefore more prone to believing untruth. They've rejected it. God sends a delusion. He says, okay, one more of it? One more of it? Thank God I swam out from under that, under the blood of Jesus, and now I don't have deceivableness of unrighteousness anymore. So Webster defined delusion as the act of deluding. Deception. A misleading of the mind. Isn't that good? Webster is a pretty smart guy too. Delusion is a misleading of the mind. What do you think? Hey, present your body living sacrifice. Holy acceptable. You're not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the what do you think. Please notice that the delusion didn't come from the devil. This is what made a couple of people mad this morning. It came from God. Folks, what does that say up to this? And for this call, God shall send. God shall send. Not the devil. God shall send. Because we rejected the truth, God sent more deception. It's a form of judgment, friends. We have no one to blame but ourselves. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means. Boy, I could dissect this. And my people love it that way. What's going to be with these people in the end? How are these people going to end up? Jeremiah asks a rhetorical question. So what will be the end thereof? Because America loves lies. How will, great, how will God treat a people that love lies? So much of what the world feeds us is bunk. Most Americans are incapable of discerning good from evil. Bible tells us that they cannot discern good from evil. Look around the confusion that reigns in America today. We've been lied to. We don't even know it. And we couldn't care less if we did know it. The delusion is strong, even in the church. Read the church has become a vehicle to implement the new world order by Dr. Mike Spalding. But what really happened? That's the question of the day. Who can you trust? Whom do you believe? What really happened on 911? On January 6th? To JFK? To the Twin Towers? What really happened to our educational system? What really happened to the family? 
What really happened with this pandemic? What really happened to our government? What really happened to two genders? What really happened to science? What really happened to protection of children? What really happened to innocence? Princess Diane, 2020 election. What really happened to biblical marriage? What really happened to common sense, to the space shuttle? What really happened in Hollywood and in Congress, to SCOTUS? What really happened to the value of the dollar, to the fallen angels? What really happened with the moon landing, to equal justice for all? What happened to George Floyd? What really happened at Noah's Ark? What happened? What really happened with our legal system? To Martin Luther King? What really happened to curiosity? To the nuclear family? What really happened to our food supply? What really happened at Epstein Island? What really happened to Christianity? What really happened to the truth? I'm sure you could add a few of your own. Why do we no longer seek the truth? Why are we content to believe lies? Why do we accept lies from those in authority? Why are we so compliant? Today, anyone who questions the status quo is called a conspiracy theorist. It's their method of shaming you for thinking for yourself. The only way we are ever going to right the ship is if we have the courage to stand up and ask one very simple question. What really happened? Reggie, come on in. Dennis. It's actually Dennis, but that's yeah, fine. Right, We're one in the same. <clears throat> um, going <laughs> back along those lines, uh, you know, I'm trying to get these military members spun up and <clears throat> trying to fight back. And we, I, I was talking to an individual yesterday who had to meet with his commander and said, hey, you need to do this. And he's like, I'm not doing it. <clears throat> and he <clears throat> said, this is experimental use only. You know, what you're telling me to get is not legal. And he's like, you know, wh- why do you think that? And he turned the box around that he had on his desk and said, in big red letters, it said for emergency use only. So, you know, you think officers are supposed to be like, you know, <laughs> educated, <laughs> right? right? You know, right. but, you know, just like you were saying, they're biting off on this lie and God's going to permit them to stay in their, their ignorance <laughs> and, and, until, you know, by grace well, get, of God get, and their softening of their heart. They're going to get away with it as long as we let them get away with it. See, that's that's the key thing here, folks. It's not the ones that are deceived. It's those of us who aren't deceived that allow this ruse to continue. That's the problem. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing, right? And exactly. we are, we're watching these things go on around about us, and we don't want to say anything because we're worried about ruining relationships, right? That's why we got to stand up and speak up. Gary, come on in. Yes, a couple points. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, going back to the thing about the, the consequences of uh, people who've gotten the shot voluntarily, here's another one to add to that list. Uh, how about state governments deciding, uh, oh, one of you got the shot? Uh, you're not going to get a marriage license. Mm. Well, mm. we're going to find out if the legal system works, aren't we, Gary? That's why one of the questions we oh, have yeah. to ask is what really happened to the legal system. What really happened to justice, right? Well, we can plainly see, right? There's no way that they can make you inject something in your arm. There's no way they can. We're letting them do it. We're letting them do it. 
And, and Gary, by the way, it's voluntary. All the people will say, well, it was voluntary. We didn't make you do it. You said I'd lose my job if I didn't. Yeah, but we didn't make you do it. We, you they, chose they, you. You chose you once again, Coach. Right? That, that's what it, come on, friends. Joe Allen or Rich Wallace. I'm sorry, Rich and Joe. Yeah, Dave, you're you've causing me now to go into a work study this weekend. <laughs> because yeah. uh, you know, you mentioned you're gonna go to Second Thessalonians, which we know talks about a strong delusion. But in Romans one, it talks about God turning them over to a reprobate mind. Same so, process, isn't it? Yeah, it makes me think there's two levels of delusion here. Because you think you, you, that woman you just showed as the, the, uh, the new pastor there makes me think about she's maybe going into this strong delusion and in, inching towards a reprobate mind because of refusing the truth, you know? Well, and they so, already have a reprobate uh, mind or they wouldn't have a, a pink-haired pastor. Would anybody in America think a pink-haired pastor is normal? Come on, friends. Come on, friends. And those people don't, they don't even, I wonder if they said to her, yeah, you can be pastor, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to put your hair back to your normal color. Would anybody, would, would that be untenuous? You couldn't do that? I don't know. Joe, come on in and Patrick. Yeah. Well, I, I want to expand on what Dennis was saying about the uh, officers. All the Joint Chiefs staff in, at the Pentagon had three shots. Every one of them came down with COVID. <laughs> See, you, but see, that's the delusion, right? You cannot convince people that if you, you get a vaccine, so you don't get it. You don't get a vaccine, so you get a mild case of it. You get a vaccine, so you don't get it. And yet we see thousands of people around us who are vaccinated and getting it. There's a delusion in there somewhere. I don't know what it is. Patrick. So uh, I was in the in the Navy, uh, you know, uh, at 9-11 and, and just after, and we didn't have a choice. They said, you're going to get the anthrax vaccination and you're going to get the smallpox vaccination. And nobody cares if you have an objection to this. You're going to do what you're told, right? Because yeah. when you join the military, you give up your First Amendment rights. That's a fact. It's not, it's not up for debate. That's just a fact. And by the way, Dave, Kat Kerr also has pink hair and she's a pastor. And I don't think you want to necessarily start a fight with her. So maybe pink hair is okay. Is, does Kat Kerr, does Kat uh, Kerr have a wife? No. Okay. So I'm talking, about more, I'm talking about more evidence than pink hair. I, I was, pink I was hair. really just kidding with you. I know you, I know you are. I, I just, yeah. I can't, I'm I can't let the do. Yeah, That's good. By the way, Patrick, it's an experimental vaccine. And the uh, Nuremberg Code said they can't force you to take it, even if that's you're right. That's Come on right. in, Tracy. Come on in, Tracy. Um, that's kind of exactly what I was going to say What uh, on Dennis's um, speech, too, and then what Patrick just said. We went to the uh, one of our representatives' office on January 6th after our rallies, and he said the same thing. He was a veteran, and he's like, you know, I rolled up my sleeve when I – gave my life over to my country and I took all these jabs, but I said, maybe we should stop doing that. You know, mm. they're people too. Maybe they should have a choice. Good point. That's right. Just cause we've always done it this way. Doesn't mean we're going to keep doing it this way. Right. We're seeing that everywhere. Let's get an attorney. Right. Roger. What do you, what do you think, Roger? Um, quick question. I think in the army, I think that their whole rules of joining are very different. If you want in, you got to do exactly what they want, but I want to know a conversation yeah. about two things, blood supply. 
and maybe Dr. Paul could help us. But if I go in for blood and I get blood from a person who has been vaccinated, am I now vaccinated from whatever they've given to him with the jab? Good question. Paul? I think they three months out, you can give blood after the vaccination. And that that's a good question, actually. We don't know the answer to that. It, three months down the line, actually 14 months down the line, you can still find the spike protein in the body <laughs> after a vaccine. So who knows? And I'll be hmm. honest with you. Uh, insurance companies know. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, let my, here's my follow-up question then. Dave, here's my follow-up real quick. If I if a person got the jab, and let's say it's 14 months, is the jab out of their system if they don't get a booster, or is the jab always in their system? Mm, good question. Doc, what do you say on that? Well, does it wear off? Because, you know, we do have to get boosters, yada, yada, yada. No, it's 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 altering your DNA. It's never out of your system. Um, <laughs> It may be ineffective in your system, but it's never altered. It does. Right. In other words, Roger, uh, somebody else may be a little bit conducive to being able to live with it. But if they inject it in you, your body's a different, yours is a different body, man. Yeah, you have AIDS. You have, yep. you have an AIDS. immune deficiency for the rest of your life if you get the wrong vaccine. But doesn't that immune, immune deficiency flow also through the blood? I mean, I would think that's in your blood also. Yeah, it's in your bone marrow. Yeah, sure. that creates the blood. So, oh, thus, thus oh, if, I get, if I need I'm, blood, I'm going to probably get it from somebody who's been jabbed. Hey, Roger, right. sell your life insurance stock. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> sell it fast. Dale, come on in. <clears throat> hey, man, brother, listen, a little answer. You, it, uh, the trickery of that, that soldiers give up their constitutional right is an absolute farce. That's a lie. Um, this is what it is. Military personnel are covered by the United States Constitution, but not exactly the, excuse me, the same way, way as a civilian. While the military personnel are not excluded from the rights set forth in the Constitution and Bill of Rights, the Thank Constitution, you. the Constitution grants you. the power to make rules of government. In other words, has Congress made any laws here? Because you see, if Congress hasn't set that in place then the military has no power to enforce it over the soldiers. I got four brothers that have all retired from it, and they all said the same thing. We do not lose our constitutional right. Congress has not made a law, and therefore they're under a Federal Employee Act, which means unless the White House and, and the CDC and the FDA are not required, therefore the military is not required either, not just because somebody says it, that it is parroting and that it is the law. Amen. Amen. That's now, right. look, look f- folks, things are different in this aspect. There's more deadly crap coming down the aisle than any time in, in world history. And the idea that you would take a smallpox, smallpox vaccine doesn't compare in any way, shape, or form to what's going on here now. These are You cannot compare these two. These are not apples and oranges. They aren't. So uh, there, they are apples and oranges, whatever. They're different, right? This ain't smallpox. This ain't polio. It's something far more sinister than that. Bernie Quinn. Sorry, Coach. Um, I'll come back in a minute. Uh, Emma. 
I have given lots of blood in my life because my first husband died of cancer and I understood the need for blood. And so I even became the uh, Red Cross representative, so to speak, for the little company I worked for. So I got lots of people to go give blood, but I no longer give blood because I don't trust the Red Cross. They have no, kept there's another one. What really happened to the Red Cross? There's another good one. What really happened to March of Dimes? What really happened to Salvation Army? What really happened, right? Boy, a lot of questions. A lot of them. Craig, come on in. A couple things, Coach. Uh, Dale kind of tied in it. First is the people who got anthrax. Welcome to Gulf War Syndrome. Go to the Oklahoma City bombing and see why they blew up all the records of the U.S. soldiers that went over there. Two, what really happened Kerr. in Oklahoma City? There's another one. Go ahead. Kat Kerr is a false prophet. She runs up to the third heaven every other day and goes in and talks about it. Paul went up to the third heaven once, and he said, I can't even tell you what I saw over there. She's a false <laughs> prophet. For, yeah, spiritual, for spiritually undiscerned, unlearned, you know not what you say. You mean you mean you can put on a cross hat and not be a Christian? Wow. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Jeff, come on in. Well, Dr. Paul, let's get Dr. Paul Weinberg in here. Come on in, Vinny. Hey, Coach. Hey, good morning. Didn't you read a, a list <clears throat> uh, from from Lou Rockwell? I I kind of remember that list. That was presented as a slide on October or October twentieth, two thousand twenty, for two seconds page from a pdf i believe that's where that list is from isn't it interesting that uh that all those things kind of came true kind of like uh they knew that's what huh. that's what was in there hey dr <laughs> paul they, dr paul gosling they knew didn't they dr paul these guys knew knew exactly what <laughs> well i mean the guys the guys that are promoting this vaccine they, they knew they knew this they thing safe. yeah they got yeah. a an incredible financial incentive these are uh these are malignant uh narcissists they don't yeah. care who do you think they put in this top levels as ceos if you look at the top five people that are sociopaths you'll find that police officers doctors <laughs> lawyers <laughs> sorry big guy um you got a chef um reporters look at that i mean the amount of sociopaths and narcissists have, have increased over the past 40 years has doubled. Um, they've been manipulating us, or should I say some of us, into, you know, this, yeah. this immoral. Folks, a, narciss a narcissist and a sociopath have the inability to feel compassion or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not exactly the right word. Empathy. 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 They can't feel empathy. They cannot feel how you feel. They don't have that ability. No. It's a, it's a mental, it's a spiritual illness, I think. We call everything mental illness, by the way. Yes, I absolutely. I agree. Yep. Jeff Nairs, come in, Jeff. Hey, good morning. I was wondering, years ago, I heard something about blood banks, and I know there are blood banks, but uh, where people were harvesting their own blood and their own plasma for future use. I'm just wondering if anyone out there knows anything about that. Uh, can you still do that in... I think we ought to start doing that. Yeah, Dr. Paul, can we? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't, it, you have an expiration date on those. So if you're going to get your blood or plasma, that's for a surgery that's upcoming. After a couple months, it's no good. You just throw it out. So you can't freeze oh. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
folks let me let me let me, let me switch gears here. i want to i want to lend end on a on a happy note here today or just a, a more common spencer pull up that facebook thing from uh oh gee many brad uh brad stein <clears throat> this is about seven minutes long i don't think you can put if you can put it a time and a half it would be good uh what does it mean to be free this guy's a comedian i don't know if you guys know brad stein or not but this i, I listen to this uh, dang there it is go ahead and play that i don't know if you can speed it up or not yes if i if i was to be asked what is my biggest fear for my daughter and she has two sons so i've got two grandsons and uh, my son when it comes to political correctness is is that they will not know what it meant to be free to really be able to not have to stop and take a moment to digest and filter what you're about to say without the concern <laughs> that somebody's going to be offended or that you've done something that is um, a thought crime. I mean, there's nothing more horrifically ironic than watching all of these science fiction books we read uh, become true. I mean, we thought when we read 1984 and what that not that it was so uh, dystopian that it would never really happen because we'd see it come and we wouldn't let it happen. Well, it's here. It's here. So that makes me sad. Even kind of in within the category of my profession, that they will grow up not knowing that it's okay to laugh at anything you want to. Who fox smoking up? Oh, yeah, again, it's a commercial here. Proper introduction. It's, only it's very short. Hang on. Go buy that for him. Fox machines. <laughs> I grew this up where you didn't have to stop and check. Is it okay to laugh about that? Now, listen, when I started, when I grew up, you know, people would make Pollock jokes or they'd joke about the Italian guy or Richard Pryor would say, black people do this and white people do that. And we just laughed because it, it wasn't mean-spirited. It wasn't demeaning. What we were saying was, we're all different, but you know what? We're really the same. But there are differences, so let's find some funny there. Because what that's going to actually do is unify us. Because I'm giving you permission to sort of take advantage of my idiosyncrasies. I'll get to do yours. And what we're really going to find is we're just humans in the end, and we want the same things. We want a safe place to live. We want our kids to be safe. We want food in our table. We want a roof over our head. We want not to have to worry about getting shot when I walk to the store. We want the same stuff. And these progressives, in their zeal to make everything better, have destroyed that beautiful maturity at being able to laugh at yourself. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, you're a child. You are kindergarten. I mean, I'm about to say this. It's going to sound like I'm being patronizing or being, uh, I don't know, that I'm some ways seeking to, to be flippant or, or insult. So take me at my word. I'm a man of my word. What I'm about to say, I mean, progressivism is literally a political sort of ideology at the level of a six-year-old because that's all they know. You can't joke about them. They take it serious. If they don't like something, they're going to scream and cry until you give them their way. They don't have to be polite. They don't have to be good because they're not mature enough to get there. And people give them their way because they're too young and too infantile and too immature to know how to adjust. So we'll give them what they want. We'll sort of help walk them, but we'll discipline them. But 
yeah, we love them and they're just kids and they don't know any better. That is the mindset of adults who buy into the progressive worldview. Okay, not time to do the rest of it. We'll put it in the chat that you can watch it because he's right on. So, Paul, you were the first guy in there. Go ahead. And then Larry. Uh, Paul Goslin. Okay, yes. yeah. Uh, so the common denominator for all jokes, and if you listen to Archie Bunker, there's a truth behind it. It's just another way to stifle the truth. Hmm. Um, I love Archie Bunker. Does anybody not that last clip you had? Yeah. Please send it to me. <laughs> I'm going to give it to all my doctor friends. That's right. Got to laugh at yourself. Can't take yourself too seriously. Larry and Joe. Yeah. Concerning the military and the freedom of speech and stuff, you know, back there's a uh, Supreme court ruling Burns versus Wilson and the Supreme court uh, decision included these statements uh, that def- Deference was capsulized in the statement that military law, quote, exists separate and apart from civilian law. And the court restricted its supervisory role over the military to ensuring fairness. It did not hint at the developing doctrine of military necessity when it established that the right, quote, rights of men in the armed forces must perforce be conditioned to meet certain overriding demands of discipline and duty, end quote. So, there, there, there's a little bit of confusion in the Supreme Court's ruling over several cases, but uh, they, they, the bottom line is the Supreme Court says the military is different than the civilian population, uh, and, and we recognize that. But the Nuremberg trials say they can't make you do that, right, Larry? Uh, uninformed, on. experimental jabs, can't do that. Come on in, Joe. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, a little history about the anthrax. It was it was born with uh, Russia in 1940s. And, uh, and we dealt with this in the Navy when we was in a sandbox over there. And we used the Nuremberg quote to stop us get, getting the anthrax. Plus men, men were having, uh, with their wives having birth defects back then as well. So mm-hmm. I used, that's the first time I ever used a religious exemption was not get that anthrax shot. Amen. Well, uh, this this is a whole deep subject in itself, right? It is for sure. Go ahead, Patrick, and then uh, Denny. Dennis. <clears throat> I would just say, Coach, that, that uh, the Nuremberg trials and, and anything to do with that is international law, and I thought we didn't like globalism and we didn't like um, you know, uh, the, the, the Hague or the UN telling us what to do in this country. So as far as I'm concerned, the Nuremberg Code is completely null and void. And by yeah, the way, Patrick, you want, Patrick, you want to live under international law. You, you want to live in a godless society. Under international law. I want to want, live, you in, want to live in a godless society. I want to live in a God, God-filled society, right? And in a God-filled, Christ-filled society, you wouldn't force people to inject things in their body. That's where I want to be. It's not, not about see, the Nuremberg it. Code. No, dude, listen. The Nuremberg Code simply reinforced the fact that you can't treat humans against their will. That's what it, that's what it reinforced. Come on in, I Dennis. I just think that international law should be irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. You're free to think that. Dennis. Well, going back to what we were saying, like, you know, I was – I've been in the military for, you know, forever, you know, and the lie they teach you is your government equipment. We can do whatever, ever the hell we want with you. You know, like you're, you know, and now with this last SCOTUS ruling, you know, military and healthcare workers are second class citizens. That's garbage. Yeah. 
You know, I, I fight for the Constitution. I first and foremost should get all the liberties entailed therein. You know, they are breaking their own laws. You know, this is a lawless society and it needs to stop right now. Well, and, you know, this is so simple. This is so simple. Run. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If there ain't no spirit of the law, there ain't no liberty, and you're welcome to live into all that bondage that you want. I thank God that he has set me free. I am free indeed, and I will die before I will let the government force me to do something that the Bible tells me I shouldn't do. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.